Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of the podcast. And today we are chatting with Jenna Rose now from Firefly Lane on Netflix. She plays Kimber Watts, and we had a fun and fantastic conversation. I think you're going to really, really enjoy this. We talk about a lot of different things. We talk about her career and how she got started and some of her fun habits, knitting, something interesting that she has picked up during the pandemic. But you're going to really like this conversation. It's short and sweet. Jenna Rose now from Firefly Lane. Thanks for listening and supporting the show. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Prepare to be astonished with Brett Allen. Dude, we are so gonna party. A pop culture podcast. <gasps> oh! At the Open Mic, no topic is off limits. Great Odin's Raven. Join in weekly as Brett interviews your favorite celebrities from film, television, sports, music, and much more. Plus, you never know who will stop by. The Mystic Portal awaits. Now here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome into the podcast. It's great to have you here today. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, let's dive right in. Let's talk about Firefly Lane. Kimber Watts, what a fun show. If you haven't seen this yet, you need to come out from under your COVID rock and stream it on Netflix. It is the best, one of the greatest shows out there right now. And you can watch it all at once. I love the shows on Netflix because you can just keep going and going and you don't have to necessarily have to wait for the next episode to come out. Let's talk about this, your role, and if people haven't had the opportunity to see it, about your character and how it fits into the overall storyline and what the show is about. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. I mean, it's a definitely, it's a bingeable show. That's what I love about Netflix as well. When they drop everything at once, you can literally spend eight hours just watching TV straight. But uh, yeah, Firefly Lane, is basically it's a story about two unlikely friends, Kate and Tully, and the show kind of spans across the ups and downs of their friendships for, uh, for a few decades. Starts off when they're 14 in the 70s, and then it goes through to the early 2000s. And my character, Kimber, can be found in the uh, early 2000s storyline. Yes, and it's just such a fun show, very well put together. And you're surrounded by a phenomenal cast, which I think is fantastic. How was it working with some of those icons? It has to just be a career highlight for you, I would imagine. Oh, for sure. For sure. I feel so extremely grateful to have been a part of this show. I've been a massive fan of um, Katie and of Sarah 
for most of their careers. I was a huge Scrubs fan. So when I found out that I was getting to work with her, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And yeah, aside from them, the rest of the cast was incredible as well. And not only like phenomenal at their jobs, but just super great people. So it was a career highlight getting to work with them, but also the fact that everyone was just so nice. It was just such a great experience on set. The whole thing was just was great. I love it when you get great actors together like yourself, Jenna, because it just makes the show that much more believable and enjoyable for everybody that's a part. And I always say this to celebrities like yourself, when you watch these shows and they have such massive, massive ensemble cast, it's like, okay, is everybody going to get a chance to shine? And regardless of the size of the, the role or the piece of the puzzle, it all just is fantastic. Were you able to get all of this done pre-COVID? Was it in the middle of COVID? Not to make it negative, but I'm just curious. I've been asking a lot of celebrities and, and just as these junkets move along about what your experiences were with filming the project. Yeah, no, we actually finished filming this uh, over a year ago now. I think okay. it was January last year. So it was kind of just pre-pandemic, which was great that we kind of got it all done and finished and out of the way. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting interesting if it would have happened while it was still you know going through the pandemic i'm glad we got it finished before then and that's the other beauty of these types of shows is typically they're filmed pretty much all at once and so even if there is a hiccup but i don't know how it works with netflix i'm certain probably when they green light projects they're like okay let's get it all done at once as quickly as possible was it filmed in the u.s or was it filmed somewhere else i'm just kind of curious about that it was actually filmed up in vancouver in canada okay which is incredible. I love it up there. But um, no, I think we started filming maybe September 2019 and we wrapped up January, end of January, start of February 2020. So it was a, a decent amount of time. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, you've been in the industry and the business for a very long time. When you first started out and decided that you wanted to do this thing called acting and pursuing the arts, how supportive was family and friends when you came to them and said, hey, this is what I want to do? Oh, I mean, my I'm, I'm very, very lucky. I have an amazing family and uh, and friends and support network. I've I've always felt incredibly supported in anything that I've chosen to to do in my life. But um, I actually realized that I wanted to do this when I was quite young. My, uh, I have an older sister who has Asperger's syndrome, which is on the autism spectrum. Yes. And so when she was younger, mum and dad put her into private drama lessons to kind of help her with her social skills and bring her out of her shell a little bit. And I saw her doing that and I was like, uh, I want to do that. So they put me into classes when I was six and it's literally all I've ever wanted to do. And they've supported me the entire time. That's great, especially when you have a support system like that to kind of help you along the way. I hear these stories, you know, where folks tell their family that they're going to do it and not to put a negative light on things, but they don't just have that support system. You know, that term, it takes a village, I think is very true, especially as an actor, because there's just so much emotion involved. And I don't like the term rejection, but truth be told, the percentage levels of people who come to Hollywood every month and want to quote unquote make it right. And then imagine if you had started when the pandemic hit, can you imagine coming out to LA and just having literally your dreams crushed because oh, sure. 
it would be terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've talked yeah. to other actors recently in these junkets and they've all said, I don't know that if I started today and the pandemic hit and I came to Los Angeles or New York or wherever, and then it's like everything comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough industry at the best of times. Like it's a tough industry pre-pandemic. So the pandemic's only kind of made things a little bit harder for people. But uh, yeah, I'm very aware of how lucky I am to have that support network. And as you said, there's plenty of people out there who who don't have that or who, you know, they they might say, this is what I want to do. And people are kind of like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure that's a good career path to take? So yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. And my heart breaks for anyone who was kind of just getting into things before the pandemic hit. Um, but if if they really love it, then they'll stick at it and it'll be okay. And you've had the opportunity to be a part of several large projects and just had a very long and healthy career. When you started out doing this and you got your first job, what were those moments like for you? Like you obviously got bit by the bug at an early age. Like you knew you wanted to be an actor. You knew you wanted to do it. What was it that sort of attracted you to this and you you got your first job and then you had that aha moment, Jenna, where you're like, okay, this is something that I could see myself doing for a very long time, for the rest of my life even. I mean, as I said, I, I started classes when I was six, but I didn't book my first professional job until I was, I think I was 20. And so that's a, it's a huge amount of time. And, and I was auditioning for stuff, you know, through my teenage years and getting really close to booking things. And there were definite ups and downs. Like, as I said, it's a tough industry. Like there are, you know, you hear stories about people where, you know, they've never acted before and then they'll have their very first audition and they'll book it. And then there's people out there that might be auditioning for 40 years and never book something. So I guess it's just one of those things that, yeah, it's hard. Um, I was auditioning for quite a while and I went through the ups and downs of, you know, is this the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? I don't know if I can keep handling this amount of rejection because, as you said, you know, it's it's not a fun topic to to think about too much, but that's kind of the reality of it. There There is a lot of rejection in this industry and you're going to miss more roles than you book. That's just the statistical fact of it. So I've heard it often compared to the idea of like going out for a job interview and then like never knowing if you got the job, like, you know, at least with (laughs) most day, day jobs, nine to five jobs, you at least get a letter or an email. I don't know how it works now where they say, Hey, this isn't going to work out, but you go out maybe two or three or four times and you never ever hear anything. So I want to ask you, I don't want to draw on this topic of negativity too much, but I'm just very curious how you mitigate all of that. What keeps you motivated and keeps you going, even though you've had a successful career thus far? It's an interesting question. I feel like, like with anything, you can try and keep a positive mindset about things, but there are going to be times where you think on things too much and, you know, a role will come up and you're like, oh God, I really want this one. And so you put your tape down or, well, I mean, it's all tapes now since the pandemic, we're not going in into the room to audition anymore, but you'll, you know, you'll do your audition and then you'll think about it and think about it and think about it. And then you'll never hear anything. And I guess the only way that I can deal with it is you just, you've got to put your tape down and then just try and forget about it and just move on. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, then there's always the next one. And then you wind up in wonderful projects like this, which just make everybody happy, especially right now, a year into this, which is insane. 
and we're still going at it and hopefully it will end soon. Going through your life and your career, obviously you were working. Did you have a job that you did that you enjoyed that you were good at that you were like, I love doing this? Or were you just the typical type that you just kind of worked to pay the bills? And that was sort of it for you as far as working until you could eventually break into this full time. Yeah, no, that's um, that is a great question as well. It's always been for me. This is the only thing I want to do. I worked in a lot of different jobs when I was younger. You know, making money part time, and I only kind of stuck at every like each one of those for four or five months at a time. I'm like, ugh, I hate this. Like, I yes. don't want to be doing this. This is not what I want to be doing with my life. And so, yeah, I've always known that acting is it. That is it. There is nothing else I want to do. Anything else would just be to be, as you said, paying the bills. Yeah. And I think if you're doing something and it just isn't satisfying, you have to sort of think of things. My parents always used to say, find something that you like to do, get good at it, and then figure out how to make money doing it. And so for you, it's acting. For me, it's podcasting full time. And you just kind of figure out the ways to get it done. And I think when you are a creative, you just have that entrepreneurial spirit inside of you that just keeps you going and allows you to get from one place to the next. Looking back at your career again and all the things that you've done, is there anything that you would have done differently or maybe something that you would have changed? You probably hear this a lot, but I'm just very curious, like if everything just kind of worked out the way that it was supposed to. I feel like in most things in life, there there are probably things that people wish that they could go back and do differently or change. But I'm sort of of the belief that everything happens for a reason. I know 100%. it sounds a little bit a little bit corny sometimes, but I honestly believe that. And I mean, I'm still not at a place in my career where I would like to be. If I'm completely honest, I'm like, well, you know, I, I would love to be further on in my career by now, but that's not the case. And there's no point thinking about that because that's just going to send me down a, a dark rabbit hole that I don't need to be. Like all I can do is focus on going forward and doing the best I can. And in the sense of that, I don't think there is anything I would change. I think every every experience that you have makes you into the person that you are. Like you either, you know, get a win from something or you learn from something. And so I, I guess, yeah, that's that's how well, I Well, that's a great answer. And I, I do agree with you in that concept of everything does happen for a reason. And I think also we have a personal responsibility for the choices that we make along the way as well, right? So really outside of things that you can't control as far as, you know, a a, a director or a casting individual saying yes or no, you can go into it as best prepared as possible, like Firefly Firefly, Firefly Lane. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of a tongue twister. (laughs) It is. And just really give it all you got. You wind up booking a regular role on that show. Wrapping things up here, you you do a lot of performing, acting and all that. When you're not auditioning or whatever, what keeps you occupied? What other creative outlets do you have to sort of keep you sane, especially during times like this? Uh, during times like this, for sure. Um, I've, I'm a big foodie. I love food. So I've always been a big baker. Like I love making cupcakes and cakes and things like that. But during the pandemic, I actually started making um, a lot of pasta, a lot of homemade pasta. Wow. So kind of honing in on those skills right now, getting uh, getting a little bit inspired by like old Italian nonnas. And um, I've been, I actually taught myself how to knit 
So, well, that's cool. A nice, like it's kind of cathartic. It's, it can be frustrating at times, but it's, it's good. And yeah, apart from that, just playing a bit of golf, trying to get outside and enjoy the weather here in LA because it's starting to warm up again and trying to keep myself sane. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. It's starting to warm up again here too in the Bay Area. It's crazy. It's like 80 degrees today and we're in February. So hopefully yeah. we get at least a tiny bit of more winter before we just blast into summer and it's 110 degrees outside again. Yeah. And uh, we're all going insane. Well, Jenna, thanks for being a part of the show today. I'm excited for you and just all the things that are down the road. I like the idea of knitting. You heard it here first on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, are you knitting sweaters, socks? What are you knitting? I just have to know. Well, since I taught myself, I started with scarves because they're straight and it just seemed like the easiest thing to <laughs> yes. do. And then I progressed from scarves to beanies because one of my mates was like, can you knit me a beanie? Of I was course. like, you know what? I've got no idea how to do that, but for sure. I would love to knit you a beanie. So I started doing beanies and that's where I am at the moment. One day I'll go to sweaters, but that, that seems a little tricky at the moment. It is. Well, this is fantastic. Again, we'll link the show to uh, Netflix and Firefly Lane. See, I got it that time uh, in our show notes and all the other things and the other fantastic projects that you have been a part of in your social media. Jenna, thanks for hanging out with us today. I really do appreciate it. No, thanks so much, Brett. It's been fun. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.